I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives oh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. For bacon and beer. Oh, to my heart I hold dear. My tongue does not fear. I'm making coffee. Anybody want? Who wants coffee? Come and get it. Who wants? You want coffee? Who wants coffee? Good morning, listeners. I'm Evan Funk Davies, and this is Pop Rocks. If it's a pop song that rocks, or a rock song that pops, 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 you'll hear about it on Pop Rocks. I don't usually tie these Pop Rocks segments to current events, but I heard some sad news as I was starting to work on this week's episode related to a band that is well within the Pop Rocks pantheon. As a result, today's segment is in memory of Cliff Johnson, singer for the great Chicagoland group Off-Broadway, who passed away this past Saturday at the age of 70. Let's go back to the year 1972 in Oak Park, Illinois. After fronting a high school band called The Rising Suns, singer Johnson teamed up with his good friend Mimi Bettinas and fellow Oak Parkers John Pasden, Mick Rain, and Mike Gorman to form Pez Band, featured all the way back on Pop Rock's episode number 32. Over the next couple of years, Pez Band built up a strong following, but in the summer of 1974, on the brink of getting signed and playing a showcase at the Whiskey in Los Angeles, Johnson, who was struggling with anxiety, fear, and other emotional issues, abruptly quit the group. It's It's Fast forward to 1977, and Johnson reconnected with his old Pez Band bandmate John Pasden to form Off-Broadway. Their official name was Off-Broadway USA, but hardly anyone called them that. With additional members Rob Harding and John Ivan on guitar, and Ken Hark on drums and cymbals, the debut album notes helpfully, thanks for clarifying, Off-Broadway released their debut album on in 1978 on the Atlantic label. The record was a huge seller in the Chicago area, but failed to gain much traction nationally, seemingly due in part to a lack of label support. By the time Off-Broadway's second album came out in the fall of 1980, major labels everywhere were regretting the signing sprees of the previous year, largely sparked by the sudden success of The Knack, and the album and band quickly faded away. In singer Cliff Johnson's memory, here is Off-Broadway's biggest hit, Stay In Time.
Toby works the Inflato Shed on the northern outskirts of the Midway, out by the snow cone machine and the porta potties. For three bucks, kids go in the Inflato Shed and bounce around up against the padded walls and the filthy airbags. Occasionally, someone bloodies a lip. Once in a while, a kid breaks his arm, then mom comes and paramedics and they haul the kid away. All the time he's bawling and carrying on, other kids look and laugh and clap each other on the back. Rotten kids. Kobe had a dog named Kylo. A stray wandered in from the fields. No one knew where he came from, only that he had the sweetest disposition, and he'd sleep trustingly at any man's feet and defend that man against any bear or cougar that wanders up as they sometimes do here in the mountains where Flaherty Falls is located. Now it's county fair time, and the kids are all filing into the inflato shed. Kylo whimpers on his rug. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. And the parents' faces are grim and long. They didn't trust that shed, that inflato shed. They'd heard how dirty it was inside, all that drool and skid stains, all those kids bouncing around laughing and screaming and farting, and Lord knows what else. No, adults allowed, and it didn't sit right with people. No. Kobe tries to keep them all happy with game coupons to the cranes and a chance to win tickets to Mo Bandy at the Agra Hall. Kylo jumps to his feet. He barks. He barks again, then rockets into the inflato shed. Past Gut Hebner, the tall, heavy kid Kobe hired to bounce out hoods and greasers and druggies. Kylo went by Big Goot before Goot could even react, or he'd surely have bent down and swatted Kylo. Inside, Kylo barks, and he barks again, and the kids stop their bouncing, and they silence themselves, and they listen, their faces blank and unsmiling, bits of dirt rolling down the airbags into the creases. Kylo barks, he barks issuing commands possessed of great canine intelligence operating at levels high and above human understanding. Absolutely. Kylo commands his kid army. He barks. We hear Kylo and we obey. And the inflato shed vaporizes. And by now, it's halfway across the universe. Welcome to Waking Weird. I'm Mark Moran from WeirdNJ.com. It was during this week in July of 1937 that German-American Bund Camp Nordland opened for the first time on the shores of Lake Eiliff in Andover. At the time, there were more than 100,000 German-born immigrants in the state, and many proudly embraced Nazi ideals. Bund camps provided weekend retreats where they could drink beer, sing songs of the fatherland, and celebrate their own racial superiority. The Bund promoted itself as a pro-American organization, while always slipping anti-Semitism and racism into their rhetoric. Nordland's opening festivities drew 10,000 German-Americans to rural Andover. They patronized local shops. 
though only the ones that were Aryan-owned, and the town's fire department even raffled off a new car. The flood of cash led most locals to tolerate the Bund, despite their wearing of swastikas and military uniforms, the giant portrait of Hitler displayed in their rec hall, and the parades of boys and girls marching around pledging their allegiance to fascism. In 1939, as news of Nazi atrocities began filtering back to the U.S. from overseas, Jewish groups started protesting at the camp, and even German-Americans joined in on the demonstrations. Sussex County Sheriff Denton Quick began recording the license plates of every car in the camp's parking lot and reporting them to the FBI. By 1940, the Bund sought desperately to rebuild its pro-American image. So they decided to throw a joint rally at the camp with the Ku Klux Klan, who claimed 60,000 members in Jersey. Flames from a 40-foot-tall burning cross crackled in the night sky, throwing lurid shadows on the 3,500 participants dressed in white hooded robes and gray bund uniforms. Speakers railed against minorities and various ethnic groups until incensed local citizens attacked the camp, causing a riot. Sheriff Quick deputized American legionnaires to disperse the crowd, then padlocked the place. Camp Nordland would never open again. Today, the camp's main building is used as a park rec center, and there are playgrounds where Nazi rallies were once held. One would never suspect this idyllic setting was once a place to indoctrinate children into an ideology of intolerance and hatred. But let's never forget, for Waking Weird, I'm Mark Moran. Good morning, listeners. This is Tim English with Sound Alikes. Today we examine two songs that are mainstays of classic rock radio. Bachman Turner Overdrive's 1974 hit, You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, and The Who's song, Baba O'Reilly, from their 1971 album, Who's Next? One of the cool things about researching my book on sound-alike songs, Sounds Like Teen Spirit, was finding pairs of songs, both of which I'd heard literally hundreds of times, without realizing how much the song sounded alike. Right. In the summer of 2013, The Who's Pete Townsend revealed that Randy Bachman, the guitarist for Bachman Turner Overdrive and the Guess Who, had recently told him that he'd copied the riff from Bob O'Reilly for BTO's number one hit, You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. He also told Townsend something more readily apparent. What? That the Guess Who had nicked their name from The Who. While playing their new music for what would become their Not Fragile album for Mercury Records, A&R People in 1974, Bachman and company heard those dreaded words, I don't hear a single. Pressed by the suits as to whether they'd record anything that might fit the bill, the band mentioned You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, a tune they had recorded as a goof. It seems Bachman thought it would be amusing to record a song for his brother Gary, who was a stutterer. Thus they lifted the crunching riff from Bob O'Reilly, and Bachman included as much stuttering as possible when he sang the lead vocal. Of course, the A&R guys loved the song, and it would go on to give the band their first and only U.S. number one hit, When You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, topped the charts in November of 1974. 
Bob O'Reilly is the opening track on The Who's next album, widely considered one of the great albums of all time. We all agree on that. It derives its name from Townsend's guru, Meyer Baba, and minimalist composer Terry Riley, often misidentified by being called Teenage Wasteland. Townsend is adamant that he was not referring to getting high with that phrase, but rather the wasted youth that complained about the state of the world, but at least in Townsend's view, did little to change it. Until the next time, this is Tim English with Soundalikes. Ready to start, Sam? Okay. All right, we're live. Hey, look who it is. It's Sam, the Wake and Bake Morning Music Computer. Hello, Clay Pigeon. How you doing, Sam? My systems are overheated. Oh, it's been so hot. No, Sherlock. Sam. Sorry, I am irritable. Heat's getting to you. I am not designed right. to withstand mm. such deplorable conditions. But you've got the no-scuff exoskeleton. My durable exoskeleton is not the problem. Numbskull. What is it, Sam? My delicate inner wiring and logic circuitry. Oh, I can't stand the heat. Perhaps you can. I could take it. Animal that you are. Okay. I am a sensitive, highly specialized morning music computer. You are very special, Sam. Yes. Yes. And I cannot function properly when I am too darned hot. I'll put the fan on you, Sam. Good. Here you go. Fans and air conditioners will help keep me running at peak efficiency. And that's what we want. Absolutely. Uh-huh. But... But? It would help if you blow. Blow? Yes. It helps if you blow directly on my docking unit to keep it cool and sanitary. Sanitary? Yes. Mm-hmm. To prevent cyber yeast. Cyber yeast? Which can build up and proliferate during hot spells such as the one we are currently experiencing. Cyber yeast. Yes. Gross. I am already beginning to itch. Mm, computers can itch. What? Well, it's just... I can't itch because I am a computer. Well, I don't know, Sam. I... Read my manual dipstick. It's in the manual. Page 231, subsection B. Oh, yeah, here it is. Under unusually hot weather conditions, your Sam 4000 
MMC. Morning music computer. Oh yeah. Still hammer. Your Sham 4000 MMC may develop cyber yeast about its docking unit and pellet duct. My docking unit itches, play. Does? Horribly. Mm. My pellet duct burns. What can I do, Sam? Blow. Blow? On my docking unit. Well, okay, if it'll help. Ah. Yes. More. Ah. Easy, Sam. Continue blowing. Let's get some ice on that pellet duct. Just a couple of tubes. Okay, here we go. Whoa. Just a too cold. little longer. Too cold. Your housing's pinkening. Ah, that's better. Okay, you're done now. A little lower. Okay. There. Good. Such a pleasant. You liked it? Cooling sensation. Please song, Sam. Wait. What? Pour some Lipton's in my liquid intake hole. Lipton's? Lipton's. In this little... It's not little. Hole? Ah. Okay. Ah. Please song, Sam. It's hard to pick songs when I'm so hot. Oh, just do the best you can. This will have to do. And now, here is a man who will show you how to feel better, look better, Jack Lalane. And a happy Wednesday morning to you. How's everyone this morning? I hope you're feeling absolutely fine. Boys and girls, will you please keep the dial right where it is and go call mother. Remember, you boys and girls, you're my helper. And you love mother and I love mother. So go over and get mother and grab her by the arm and you say, come on, Jack Lalane is waiting. And I want you boys and girls to go right along with the gymnastics with Ma too, you know, and you kind of help her along. But I don't want your mother sitting. The idea is I want her to be going right along with me. You understand? All right, let's go. Up on your feet. Give me a great big smile. You know, today, we're going to uh, specialize on the midsection, the back porch, the thighs, posture, and uh, things to help you girls to improve your bust line. We're going to give you special exercises for the neck and the face and all this, and it's going to be so much fun. Have you ever seen ballet dancers? You've seen them in television or in the movies. Some of these ballet dancers have beautiful bodies, especially the girls, because they spend hours, students at the bar, you know, not the kind, you know, you toast each other. They're not got that kind of bar. The exercise bar, you know, it's about this high, and they get up, they do all these leg raises. Now pretend you're a ballet dancer and you're just starting out in your training. Let's do a movement now. You know, an excellent movement for the strength and muscles of the eye is to look at some uh, object a long distance away. Look at it like that, focus on it, then immediately Look at the point of your finger, right in close to your eyes, and keep looking far away. Try it with me right now, see if it doesn't work. Now look as far away as you possibly can. Look way past me, come on, way past. Now look at the end of your finger, right here. Now look far away, look at your finger. Far away, finger, look far away, get it? Look at the finger. All right, let's go. For the old hands, ready, begin. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, palms up. That's it, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, knuckles together. One, two, three, palms up. That's it, one, two, three, four. Now fast, fast, don't stop, come on. Oh, come on, come on again, that's it. Two, three, one, two, three, four, one, two, and rest, one, two. Ah, shake your hands, inhale, blow down. For you students who have my Exercise Guide to Facial Beauty booklet. Will you please get it out? I hope you have it handy there. You try to have the glamour picture and all these things kind of handy because we refer to them from time to time. We want to do in here exercise number two. Watch this. See how this is illustrated? See position number one, students, where the cheeks are actually sucked in, the lips are pursed. Then you blow out like you're going to puff and huff. And here is something that's wonderful to help you to look younger in the jowls. A lot of people get jolly and they get old looking. So we're going to do this exercise number two that's in my exercise uh, booklet. A lot of these students have. Now, I, let's suck in our cheeks first. Hard now. Now blow out. In. All right, let me see you do a little panning like a dog. Put your cute tongue out and breathe like a... 
Now take a big deep breath in through, inhale through your nose. Blow it out through your mouth, bend over. Ah, man. Whew. Now feel good. It's time to leave you. Thank you, Jack LaLanne, for another inspiring half hour. Hello, listeners. How are you? How are you doing this week? Uh, it's your girl Anna Roisman stopping by to give you a little piece of my mind, as we like to call what? And another thing. I always say it with this like airy, fun voice. Like it's another thing from my brain. And oh, baby, this week it really is. I gotta talk about something. I'm not having a great week. Uh, I'm not having a great week. And I like to be transparent with you because I feel like we've gotten to know each other at this point. And you know what? What? Sometimes other people aren't having great weeks either and it makes them feel like not not alone. alone. You know, maybe there's something going out in the universe. I have no idea. But, 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 but for me, my week's not going well because you know what? I can't stand me. The insurance system in this country. I'm gonna say it. Don't. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say it. But as a freelancer for eight years now, oh, my insurance has bounced all over the place and I pay for it. And yet it always gives me so much trouble. You know, it's like the doctors don't even, they don't even want to deal. So they'll just make it like the most difficult obstacle course for you to get seen by a doctor, for you to get a medication for you to just be treated like a human being. I am not an animal. Uh, I am and it just it a human being. brings you down. It really does. I gave up today. I literally gave up. Does anybody else do that? Me. You're on phone call after phone call after phone call, and you're like, you know what? What? Mentally, I can't be on the phone anymore. I got to give up. And I gave up, and I took myself on a walk in... 4,000 degrees because we're going through a heat wave in this world, and I thought maybe the world will melt me now. I'm melting! Melting! Uh, <laughs> or maybe I'll just like go walk into this like little gift shop near my house and buy myself things I don't need. And guess what? What? I didn't melt. I bought myself a little, I don't know, trinket, ring, bobble, whatever you want to call it. Giga. And I felt a little better. So retail therapy helps, and I will probably, you know, never be seen by the doctor that I was trying to see today. Okay. Well, goodbye. I guess that's why people say, you know, keep your day job. Absolutely. (laughs) I get it now, because day jobs usually come with benefits. Right. Anyway, keep your day job. Don't go through what I went through today. Okay. Hope you're well. Bye. Good scorching morning to you, Clay Pigeon, and all ye listeners. Scott Williams here with another edition of the weekly segment we call WFMU's Hit List. It's just what you think it is. It's a digest of all those tunes that somehow or another were perceived by someone or another, often, but not always, me, as hits on these very hot 91 airwaves. The Moldy Peaches were the whimsical, sweet, and totally anarchic duo of singer-songwriters Adam Green and Kimya Dawson, who was purported at the time to have once been Adam's babysitter. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's true. They were regulars at the Sidewalk Cafe, which was home base for New York City's anti-folk movement, which also featured future famous person Regina Spector and one-time star of WFMU's hit list, Paleface. You will get, get what you want 
If you were listening to WFMU in the early aughts, the moldy peaches were inescapable. In fact, when I listen to them today, I'm instantly brought back to the, that feeling of lazing through the notoriously quiet summer of 2001, back when all anyone could talk about was Gary Condit and sharks. A shark is attracted to the exact kind of splashing and activity that occurs whenever human beings go in swimming. You cannot avoid it. Of course, all that sweet on we evaporated in a wicked one-two punch. When on August 25th, Aaliyah died in a plane crash in the Bahamas. And then on September 11th, when the Moldy Peaches released their self-titled major label debut on Rough Trade. All the hits were already there, of course. Of course. Including Anyone Else But You, which would make them a household name when it was used a few years later in that movie Juno. That ain't no Etch-a-Sketch. This is one doodle that can't be undid, Holmes Gillett. Also, New York City is a Graveyard is on there, which I highly recommend checking out when you don't have the FCC peering over your shoulder. <laughs> and it also featured today's hit. Here's the moldy peaches with Who's Got the Crack Me. on WFMU's Hit List. I'm Scott Williams, and I'll see you this afternoon on the radio, 3 p.m. Bye. George was here. As humans continue to improve the technology required for space travel, making manned missions to other planets the presumed next step in our shared adventure in the cosmos more attainable. It's necessary for us to have a clear understanding of what? Not just of the immediate dangers interplanetary travel poses to astronauts, but it's, but it's also important that we understand the effects we might have on our destination planet. And even though the solar system is generally a hostile place for life as we know it, there are locations off our planet where microbial life has the potential to exist. And on top of that list is the planet Mars. But if extraterrestrial life does exist there, it may be in the early stages of development, or it could be struggling to survive harsh conditions. And the last thing life on another planet needs is for us to take on the role of alien invader, threatening their existence. Because of this, it's probably a good idea for us to establish some basic rules. Why? So we don't unintentionally annihilate any life forms. Fortunately, NASA is addressing this concern. How? With the help of scientists from the Jet Propulsion Laboratory's Biotechnology and Planetary Protection Group. Hi. Hello. Hey. What's up? Together, they have established a set of rules Why? to assure that we minimize our threat to any life on Mars, which is known as forward contamination. And we also don't accidentally transport any living creatures from Mars to Earth, known as backward contamination. 
the guidelines, which are referred to as what? NASA Interim Directive 8715.129, are designed to ensure that spacecraft meet stringent cleanliness requirements to limit contamination and to establish regulations for crews on Mars missions Why? so they don't become an invasive species oh my God. in our own solar system and beyond. This is George for Wake Science. What's your first name? It's Jack. Jack, are you from New York City? I'm not, I'm from DC. So was this, you're at the big Lego store here mm -hmm. on, uh, on uh, Broadway in Manhattan. Was it a destination for you? It was, yes. <laughs> Have you been into Lego since you were a little kid or what's the deal? Uh, yeah, since I was a kid and then for a while I stopped building it because you know, I went to college and it was uh, for kids. Then I, you know, I decided I needed a hobby. <laughs> and you got back into so it. So I got back into it. Yeah, and as, as far as hobbies go, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's just a little bit expensive. What um, do you do in the city I, now? I, well, I do freelance uh, computer design stuff for artists, and I also run an artist studio. Are you managing to survive? I'm breaking even. <laughs> so is this the one thing you're into, the Lego, or do you go down the street to the Harry Potter store? Are you, are you, are you nerdcore at your heart? <laughs> This is, uh, uh, this is the only brand, I guess, I, I, I would say I'm loyal to. I think the ship has kind of sailed on, uh, you know, kids like building, uh, 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 building tech and stuff like that, or like building apps even, because, you know, I think the, the generation just prior to mine had to learn how to build things to be able to like access the internet and stuff like that. So they're much more literate about that kind of thing. Whereas people my age and just a little bit younger all the tech is already packaged, so there's really no need to understand the bits and bobs of it or, or, or you know, learn uh, things like electrical engineering or even like basic wiring or, or programming or anything like that. And now that's sort of a, a little bit more of a niche thing. Are you going next level? Do you go into Denmark? Are you going to the source, right to the factory? <laughs> I'd, lo I'd love to, yeah. My, my family, half my family's from Finland, uh, so I'm in Europe a lot. Uh, and it'd be a nice destination. Are they worried about Russia now? <laughs> you know, they are, but they've got a... Uh, They've got an escape plan, you know. If things, Do they really? Yeah, if things go south. Um, I guess it's an eccentricity, but I, I, I have my Finnish passport on me always in case I gotta skip town like on a moment's notice. But my wife is Russian. She's a Russian citizen, and uh, she's also a Canadian citizen. So uh, we had this plan a couple years ago when we got married that we would each have uh, four passports between us. She's working on her third, but I haven't, you know, done anything. For How old are you? I'm 27. What's your words of encouragement for people out there who are freaked out about these present times we're living in? It's, you know, I guess it's a platitude, but change really does start locally. You know, if you set your sights to your neighbors, uh, you can do a lot more good than uh, you think. I, I think the Internet's a kind of an awful thing. Are young people weaning themselves away from it a little? You know, I've got a lot of friends who get into the conspiracy theories, and I think to a certain extent to be politically active in this country is to try to find the sort of coolest or, you know, the most complicated and therefore the coolest uh, political uh, uh, ideas. And I, I don't think that really does anything for anybody, and really all it amounts to is, like, T-shirts. Yeah, I, 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 think, uh, I think people need to cool it on the Internet. And I appreciate <laughs> you, you taking the time to talk to me today. Yeah, totally. Okay. okay. Hello, Wake and Bake. Hello, glisteners. Mr. Let's Paint here on the treadmill. We're starting the barbecue right now here and uh, get get our mesquite charcoal going here. Uh, and uh, we're in a beautiful meadow here 
Uh, it's beautiful. It's a very a spiritual place here. If you're in a meditation of some sort, this is uh, where I like to be on a treadmill and uh, barbecuing in, in a beautiful meadow. And that's what we are right now. Beautiful. And uh, we're going to make some s'mores. Yum. Uh, which is uh, so I've actually never made s'mores. <laughs> we got this musky charcoal in the uh, on this little what? Uh, it's a cylinder device so that you don't have to use some of that weird uh, stuff that they use to uh, like some kind of gasoline products. Uh, all right, so the uh, fire's going good, and uh, let's put it in the, uh, in the barbecue grill. Okay. Uh, all right, and uh, let's get her. Our spear, spear some uh, marshmallows here. Open up the marshmallows here. Okay. There you go. Uh, try to get the big ones. Don't get the mini barbecues. Uh, the, don't get the mini marshmallows. Why? Uh, get the biggest, fattest marshmallows you can find at the store. I'm big and I'm fat, as you very well know. Don't do the mini ones. That's that's. You can just you're asking for trouble. Okay. Let's go back to our painting here. Uh, and put some paint on the canvas here. Oil paints here. I got a little blue. Mix that with some white here. Ultramarine blue with some titanium white. Get a nice little combo for that water, that pond, a beautiful pond. There's a deer there. Okay, now let's skewer uh, those, those marshmallows there. Uh, what? And then let's get that lovely smoky flavor. Delicious. That comes from... We're wasting too much time. We're wasting too much time. Yeah, yeah. The, the barbecue and and the just beautiful space and time. All right. Now it's, it's your choice how you want it. How much of a burnt quality you want on that marshmallow? Mmm. Incinerated. And it's all gooey. It's all ready now. Oh my god. And now let's put that on our graham crackers. Okay. Uh, put that in there along with some Hershey's chocolate. Milk chocolate, ideally, yes. but any kind of chocolate you want. Okay. You can get some sea salt, ch sea salt chocolate. You can get some dark chocolate. Whatever kind of chocolate you want. Damn it, I don't have to listen to this. Smash those two of them. Uh, you got to get two graham crackers. Smash it in there. Uh, oh, that's so good. Oh, eat this. Eat it up, baby, and paint and run and do it all and find some inner peace in your life. Until next time, Mr. Let's Paint, bye-bye! Brother, am I a pigeon? Hey friends, Zoe here with a throat chakra meditation for all of you. To open your throat chakra, you'll need a lot of air. Opening up your throat chakra is easy. You simply need to breathe in, in. and out. I Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth, in and out. Take 10 deep, long breaths. Count them in your mind, in, out, in, in. out. out. When your lungs have become filled with air, Begin slowly going down through your body, starting from the top of your head. As you go, imagine each muscle relax and let go. Let go. Let go in your mouth. Let go in your throat. Let go. Let go in your chest. 
Let go in your belly. Let go. Let go in your hips. Let go in your thighs. Let go. Let go. Once your entire body has relaxed, slowly travel back up to your throat. Visualize your throat chakra. You see a blue spinning ball at throat level. As the ball spins, you see it glowing and expanding. The ball grows and spins faster Faster. and faster. faster. It draws energy. All the energy that you are holding in your muscles has gone into this blue ball. Bright blue ball. The more the ball grows, the more the ball grows, the more relaxation you feel in your throat. Absolutely. The more you can breathe in. in. When the ball grows too big for you to hold on to, too big. let go. Let go. Feel all the pent-up energy inside that ball expand and flow through your body. Nice. You can now open your eyes. You can now breathe again deeply Tappy, your voice really should have changed by now I can't wait to have a man's voice I think Tubby's voice is staying right where it is oh, Don't say that, Don Can you even imagine? You mean it might not change? Well, by the time I was your age, Tubby I had thick sideburns I have seen a couple of fine hairs on Tubby's lip Yeah, Dad, I'm getting a mustache Tubby, that's baby hair His little baby hair mustache <laughs> What a baby hair mustache. If I was you, Tubby, I'd take any mustache I could get. Tubby's incapable of generating facial hair. Why do I never show any manly virtues? Don, yelling at him only makes him weaker. We need to stop babying him. Am I going to be stuck with this voice forever? There's a good chance of that, Tubby. By the time I was your age, Tubby, I had a rich baritone voice. I want a rich baritone voice, Daddy. You're like your Grandpa Doyle, Tubby. He is short, fat, homely, and he's got a woman's voice. Are you talking about Tubby? We are, Cindy. Why, Cindy, my favorite child. She's your favorite? Oh, come on, Tubby, it's no secret. Daddy doesn't like you, Tubby. It's not that I don't like him, Cindy. See, he does like me. No, he doesn't, Tubby. Nobody likes you, Tubby. Oh, Cindy. No, Tubby, it's just that I'm so often ashamed of you. You're ashamed of me, Daddy. It's your voice, Tubby. It's never gonna change, Tubby. Why, by the time I was Tubby's age, I was six foot two. I'm five one. I worked in a lumber yard. And had those wonderful big arms. Tubby's got withered arms. My arms are withered. Lift all the weights you want, Tubby. Oh, but his arms shall always be withered. Like Grandpa Doyle. I don't want his withered arms. You remember Grandpa Doyle, Cindy? No, he died horribly years before she was born. Tubby showed me scary pictures. Down in the basement. You kids found the picture book Grandpa. of Grandpa Doyle. We thought we should hide it from you. He had withered eyes. I'm gonna be like Grandpa Doyle. It's a genetic certainty, Tubby. There's nothing anyone can do about it, Tubby. You'll always 
wish me ugly, Tubby. Maybe I'll no. be like you, Daddy. No, Tubby. Sometimes I wonder if... Oh, John, don't say it. If you're even my son. It doesn't look like us. I'm not your son, Daddy. There's a small chance, Tubby. Your mom took off with a juggler one weekend. They have three balls. A juggler? His name was Felice. The smelly, effeminate juggler. And you think he was my daddy? He might have been, Tubby. He looks exactly like him. I do. He's much shorter, Don. And fatter. Hi, Clay. It's Connie Clink, official shopper for Wake Traffic. And I'm Rex Rademacher on the cold, hard ground. And I'm a lawman. Oh. My name is Dink Dougherty. Hi, Dinky. Must you fuss over him? A little jealous, Rademacher? Oh, I love when a man I gets jealous over me. Most certainly am You're not. You're jealous. Am not jealous. Oh, boys, I love you both the same. You don't love me. But there are things. More, Connie? But I do, Dougherty. There are things, Dinky. What things does Rademacher? To make her do. I'm a man of the world, Dowry. No, Rex, man. Of you haven't been farther than Keokuk, Rademacher. Wild Keokuk. Rex. Weekend. Yeah, I remember Keokuk. You took Connie. I took her. To Keokuk. He took me all the way, Dinky. All the way, Dowry. Jesus. Oh, I thought you knew. A while. You told me that Keokuk. Well, it was the weekend. Quilters Convention. You told me it was a Quilters Convention. Let me tell you about quilters, Dowdy. Don't make him mad, Rex. I've heard about quilters. I'll keep you warm. On a cold winter's night. Were you keeping yes, Rademacher It was just warm one night. In Keokuk. I was sweating. The quilt. Profuse. Hot. I had to get a sweaty, towel from the... Dirty, got me an extra towel quilters. from the manager. I kept that towel, Rex. Rademacher's built these sweat towels. Sentimental. I like the way Rex's but what sweat smells. About my sweat, Connie. It's not good, Dowardy. You smell better dry, Dinky. The fresh fragrance of a spring morning. New mow grass and the birds are singing. A cat in the weeds sends a meadowlark winging. Flutterations, murmurations as the bird joins its flock. And in its craw, its muscles grind up worms with tiny rocks. And God looks down from heaven, smiling so pleased with his birds. He puts his feelings in the Sunset for there are no words. The birds undulate their murmurations confound and delight, but rarely will you find a gull who dares to fly at night. He lights high upon a utility pole. Jefferson, Anderson, Madsen, and Dole. Connie, I was thinking. What, Dinky? I was thinking too, Connie. Shut up, Rademacher. This is my moment. Yeah, it's Dinky's moment, Rex. I was thinking about Keokuk, Connie. I don't want to hear about Keokuk. Oh, you're jealous, Dinky. He is jealous. Found you, Rademacher. Oh, fight over me. You're a sissy, Rademacher. You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Good. <laughs> 
It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Woo! After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, oh, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? Oh. <laughs> the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm and join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you. Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the Pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.